Well, just uh, going to talk about a movie. No, nothing to worry about in this one. Nothing problematic to talk Should about. Should be smooth sailing. Last time we had to, you know, navigate the rocky shores of Woody Allen, but there's no uh, no problems here. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Uh, that sound was, uh, I don't know, a foghorn of Kevin Spacey? <laughs> And if they had any sexual predators in them, and they usually did, I'm DJ. This is Damon. Hi. Damon, I don't like you to introduce me right after I the realized, sexual predators. I realize how that sounded. Damon Although, is not hey, the, the sexual predators. Game seven, huh? Game seven coming yeah. up. Yeah. NHL Stanley Cup. Go Preds. Go Sex Preds. Yeah. In this uh, time. In this one instance, of course. I in only this, root for sexual predators in the NHL. In the time, this time of, of societal reflection. The name Predators doesn't <laughs> hold up as well as it maybe did. Wait, didn't I see a comedian? Oh, was that John Mulaney open with that? Really the bad. Uh, yeah. It was like, wow, you really named your team the Predators, huh? Really oh. good timing on that. <laughs> uh, that wasn't in the Netflix version. So. No, that was uh, just Local. for us. You little... missed it because you had the flu That's or called something. crowd work. <laughs> I did not have the flu. I had parents that came into town and were... I call parents the... Genetic flu. <laughs> they were f- like four hours late because there was some accident on sixty five. Because I wasn't gonna, we were gonna still go. A truck of dildos mm. fell over. It happens all the time in Nashville. Because dildo truck predators. drivers, <laughs> dildo truck drivers are a drunk group. Today we're gonna talk about <laughs> a bug's life. It's a. Uh, one of the first Pixar joints. Is this the second one? This is the second, uh, second Pixar feature. joint. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, we we just talked about ants, um, which is the one that less people remember, but did happen. But is uglier to look at. Yeah. So that's a little bit of trivia for you. I did. If someone else is like, what's the movie that came out in 1997 that had a bunch of bugs, but they were ugly? Most people are going to say Bugs Life. Wrong. Ants. And you're gonna And you're going to win those points. Yeah. <laughs> At, par, at the weirdest at objective trivia <laughs> the weirdest objective bar pub trivia, trivia whatever um you pointed out uh rightly and we i don't think either of us realized this originally but kevin spacey is in this yeah. so we got we got more troubled waters to wade through uh in this one we thought we were done but uh it's time to reflect and realize that Many terrible people were in many of the things that we liked. It's almost like the Me Too movement is really trying to point out systemic problems. And almost, you know, any number of movies are going to have, quote unquote, in the parlance of our times, problematic male authority figures Mm. who have used their power and authority to gain sway sexually in some cases over men and women. If by all that you mean that this is a goddamn witch hunt, then I believe. That's what I meant, Roman Polanski. Take off your mask, DJ. Gotcha. I just want to throw this mic into the wall. Okay, so I actually don't know the entire deal with Kevin Spacey. What did did he do? We have Uh, to talk about this? uh, Well, I think I'm a little fuzzier on this. 
Um, there was an actor, a young actor that he was. I think he was like doing a, a stage play, and they okay. were having a cast party or something with a young actor. I think he was fourteen at the time. I can't mm. remember now the actor's name. Um, but uh, he was at a party, hanging out with a bunch of Broadway uh, actors that were in the play with him, and uh, at some point near the end of the night, Kevin Spacey lifted him up, took him to his bedroom, mm. and was saying. Uh, things to him and then i think someone interrupted the thing and the kid got out of there and but this is it was also i guess sort of an open secret in hollywood that yeah that kevin that spacey, kevin was spacey liked young boys and he was not like teenage boys yeah okay so he's a big creepazoid and and then he came out and billy eichner had one of my favorite tweets which is kevin spacey has discovered something brand new a bad time to come out right yeah <laughs> Yeah, this. How did you feel like that? Like, uh, not that you have to speak for the gay community, but was that like just first off? Like, I am a duly elected representative yeah. of the gay community. Yes. So thank you, District Seventy Two. Thank you. And as we know, I speak for all straight white men. So this, this finally, works out. Yeah. they will have a voice. <laughs> finally. So did that? I mean, that's ridiculous because it's obviously not like any sort of excuse for that sort of behavior. Like that. So he like came out just to be like. Hey, I, I'm gay, so... It was basically waving a... Waving we're all a, cool, right? ...a yellow flag. Over here, check it out. Yeah. Don't worry about that other shit. I'm gay. Isn't that big news? And everybody's like, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess it was always... Uh, you know, they call him... Like, he was in the glass closet is what people will call him. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's clever. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, and uh, us gays, we got clever turns of phrase. I'll it's tell you true. that. It's true. Um, and so I, I had never really, I guess in retrospect, I had heard a lot of jokes about Kevin Spacey. Uh, I know Billy Eichner's show just to bring him up again on difficult people. They had made a few allusions to him. I think after the fact that people were like, Hey, check out this family guy joke about Kevin Spacey. But I guess I always thought those jokes, maybe I, they were like, Oh, they're making a joke because he's gay, that he's also like kind of a pederast. Right. Um, but uh, a joke that wasn't the case. As, a joke as old of, as time. Um, I think it was an open secret that he was not only gay, but also into very young, mm. at least young looking men. Yeah. Well. And apparently okay. he was a creep on like a house of cards set and everyone always looked the other way. It was a lot of stuff came out after the fact. Like once you got the stink on you, then all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, yeah, I remember this other time. But, you know, we didn't think to fire him at the time, but he was horrible. Yeah. Got to mention it. Also, no, definitely didn't cover it up at all. Don't or, worry about me. Yeah. I'm just Netflix. Anyway, here's another season of, you know, <laughs> fucking call me by your name. No. What's the what? one with the dead people? 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> but um, That was the Netflix theme. <laughs> why did you get those two things confused? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's the... I don't know. It seems like someone's requesting something like, <laughs> hey, here's th- 13 Reasons Why. Also, call me by my name or something. I don't know. This is confusing. Can we just go back to our original Remember names? that time that uh, Kevin Spacey directed himself in a movie about Bobby Darren, him playing Bobby Darren, yeah. and he was already older than when Bobby Darren died, died. when he was <laughs> playing teenage Bobby Darren? Yeah. That's the real crime here. I'm just kidding. He's a fucking rapist. Yeah. And a monster. Um, That's my trick, is to like make a joke and then immediately take it back. <laughs> So that's the, that's the sort of, uh, elephant beetle in the room, if you will. Uh, TJ. No. 
Is there even an elephant beetle? I don't know. There's a rhinoceros beetle, which I, I think is features this. prominently yeah. in the plot. So Kevin Spacey is the bad guy, right? He's the grasshopper? Yeah. Okay. And then we've got... Richard Kind yes. also. Uh, let's just pretend he's the big bad, yeah. even though he's real sweet in the movie. Yeah, he's yeah, kind actually. of like the henchman that eventually... He's the dummy. Yeah. Um, who else is in this? You got Dave Foley of Kids That's in the right. Hall fame. Okay. Yeah. I love Dave You've Foley. got uh, Phyllis Friday. Diller. Uh, you've got Julia Louis Dreyfus of Veep oh, right. fame and She's nothing the else. She love just interest, sort of sprang right? out of nowhere. <laughs> Never with Veep. She's the Sharon Stone in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you also got Dennis Leary. Yep. I think you have uh, Godsend Madeline Kahn in this. Oh, she's in this? Yeah. I think hmm. she plays a butterfly or a spider or something. Okay. And. Um, I think, you, of course, you've got uh, Cliff from Cheers in right. this. He's in all of the uh, Pixar movies. He's, like, in the Pixar dungeons. Like, please let me <laughs> let me go home to my wife and children. Um, How do you think that all like, came about? Like, that he... He, he became, just, like, their mascot? Yeah, just, like, is in everything. Because I think... I mean, I'm sure, like, he was already... First off, he's got time to spare. Yeah, he was already... Always available. A bit older, like, and not really doing that much at that point, probably. I feel like I heard a story about this one. I think I watched a documentary about Pixar, and I think he did a favor for them, or, like, did some voice work for them, like, by on scale, or maybe I'm making up a story, like, literally. (laughs) I'm making it up so fast that my brain doesn't know I'm currently (laughs) making it up. But I feel like he did, like, some voice work for them, like, for real cheap, and ever since they've sort of, like... Put okay. him, put him in everything. Maybe we'll look that up. And I think he was research. even in. What was one of their newer ones? Uh, I feel like he was in something where he didn't even speak English. He was just like speaking another language. But it was uh, John Ratzenberger. Hmm. I can't remember. Coco, maybe. Go 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 go. He might actually maybe. Oh. I think I remember thinking, oh, he wasn't in this one, and it was like, nope, he was in here. He was speaking Spanish. Fuck you. <laughs> I was surprised that was in the credits. I'm like, is that SAG approved to put that like a direct threat to me (laughs) in the credits? Do you have any uh, personal connection to this movie? I am a big Kids in the Hall fan. um, So I was always pleased when Dave Foley would do something. Yep. Otherwise, no. (laughs) I think I was. In news uh, radio as well. Yeah. yeah, News radio is great. And that one WTF interview where he really is just like depressed and he's talking about his divorce. Oh, I didn't didn't hear that. I had forgotten about it until Scott Thompson was on like the last two weeks or something. And he was he mentioned it. I was like, oh, I remember that interview. It was rough. Yeah. Like Dave Foley was just like, my wife's leaving me and I have no money. Oh, my God. And Mark was like, are you okay, man? Like in a way, like, are you going to kill yourself? Um, so he's doing great. (laughs) I think this became the trend where every time I heard of a Pixar movie, I was like, I don't want to watch that. And then I would watch it. I'm like, nah, that was good too. Yeah. You got me again, Pixar with the bugs thing. I think I was on board after Toy Story and I was like, yeah, whatever you want to do. Let's see what happens. Here's my money. Take it. I think also I was a little bit of like, oh, no, Ants is the, I took like the hipster approach where like Ants is the better uh, ant based movie. So fuck all y'all. I'm liking Ants, uh, Ants fine, but I think this is going to prove to be the better movie, especially after having just watched Ants. Well, let's see. Yeah. I like Ants. I still even after yesterday, last week, I I still like Ants. Yeah. No, it was, it was good. What did I say at the end of Ants? It was fine. Yeah, he says that my my uh, my ecstatic review was it's fine. Your your ecstatic review was 
good, but probably worse than you think it was. <laughs> I believe is uh, maybe I would not like verbatim, to but... now rewrite history <laughs> and say it was one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> I lost my virginity viewing it last week. I'm not even talking about as a child. <laughs> Been holding I'm gonna out. Put, I'm going to put money down. That the character designs are better in this. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to take that, but I'm not an idiot. Give me. I money can already remember, like, right now, finding them much more comely than the, uh, yeah, than the uh, disgusting monsters of ants. Yeah, I mean, I. Th- but let me ask you this: yeah. Is that one guy from Murphy Brown in this? I can't say. Already starting with a you know a weakened leg. I think John what? Ratzenberger is gonna <laughs> as a way. flea that hops around. Yeah. The flea hopping reminds me of that one shitty movie we saw, Bolt, Fido, what was it called? Oh, yeah. Where the pigeons moved around like Those literal awesome. pigeons. The flea jumps around like an actual flea, and I think I remember that being funny. Damon, do you remember when we had fleas in the house that we lived in? DJ, I'm glad you asked, because yes, I do. <laughs> because they would jump on you, but they would only bite me. It was so, horrible. Damon, I lived in You would see them. Yeah. I would get bitten. They were... They were they live. They live primarily in our basement because there was a possum in our basement. Seamus, Seamus opossum. Seamus opossum. Have faith and, and be God, Seamus. Get so out of here. We'd have to go down there to do laundry, and then I'd I'd bring them up, and then we'd get fleas, and then they were just there, and they were not as cute as the ones in this. They did not sound like Cliff Clavin, unfortunately. If they had, I think I had been more tolerant of them. Mm. I don't know. Do you want like a thousand Cliff Clavins? <laughs> hey, hey. I don't know. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine he says hey a lot. Oh, well, he They're probably just, does. So he's trying to get someone's attention. Yeah, as, I mean, as... Hey, you over there, John as, Ratzenberger. That's my favorite John Ratzenberger quote. Hey, exclamation point. When his fleas, they're always jumping. So I imagine just every time they jump, they're like, hey. Oh, so you mean his specific character, not just jo- John Ratzenberger. Right, yeah. Because I bet John Ratzenberger says hey all the time. Yeah, that sounds about right, too. Yeah. So it's it's a it's you know typecasting for him. <laughs> You're gonna be that guy, you know that guy that's always like trying to get people's attention <laughs> with short exclamatory <laughs> phrases. That's you in yo, this movie. Yo, no, no, John, that's, come on. Yeah, and I really want you to hit that H. Do you think? And he'll be like, hit the H, and they're like, yeah, just like, huh, hey, hey, hey. He's like, ah, that's a weird voice direction, really. <laughs> Do you want to um, take bets on whether I'm going to keep in that we lived in a pigsty? <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, Do you want to take bets, real bets, real money, show it to me first, mm-hmm. that we're going to cry during the runtime of this? Ooh. Is this our first Pixar? I think it is. Well, Pixar is going to be hard to review because they're usually so good. Uh, I'm going to say my bet is that this is shit. Okay. Well, you might as well. I'll Just take that keep, bet. Keep it interesting. Um, we might cry. I don't remember this one being a, a <laughs> tear jerker. That's as much what as you think. Okay. And then they, you know, and then they the fly the day. eats poop. <laughs> uh, See, I'm already crying. That was the sound of me crying. Lauren has this on DVD, so we're going to watch it on oh, Doi Vidoi. Thank the Christ. Um, so I don't know where it's available. You're on your own. Good luck. We're going to watch the movie. We'll be back in just a minute. Bye. Oh, 
DJ, I didn't see you come in. Hello. <laughs> have you ever felt burdened by the amount of money you have? Yes. Thank you. Fully, it's all my folding money. <laughs> it's come unstowed, and you need somewhere to put it. Have you thought about going to, if you need to funnel that money somewhere. Don't say funnel. That's automatically criminal sounding. For a tax write-off. Yeah. I don't think that's applicable either. You could buy influence with your favorite podcast host. Let's say you need to buy influence with me. Yeah. <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash you're in a child is an idiot. Give me $500,000 or so, or at least $130,000 to say pay off a porn star. Roundabouts. And also support our podcast. Yeah. We have various levels. Now, DJ, I know I acted like you didn't know what I was talking about, yeah. but could you explain the level since you're nearest oh, to oh, your computer? Look, this knowledge I just <laughs> got. Uh, you know, if you if you give a dollar, you can get your name in the credits. We'll we'll put you up there on the iTunes. You can have your name on the iTunes. Oh, my God. You're probably wondering, how do I get my name on the iTunes? Do I need to release an album? No. no. You just have to give two fags. One fag. <laughs> one non-fag. Money. Damon. I'd be honored. But I just DJ, can't. I hereby name you. <laughs> we took all the honorary doctorates that Bill Cosby had, <laughs> we boiled them down, and we've named you an honorary fag. I, this is the happiest moment of my life. I expect to see you tomorrow to watch RuPaul's Drag Race with me and Tyler. Yeah, I'll be there. Okay. Seems like a fun <laughs> show, actually. Um,. You can also uh, get your name you. read in the credits, which uh, you'll hear later in the show. You can uh, give a little bit more and a little uh, teaser of, of things to see. Damon will make a drawing having to do with the episode, and uh, you'll get a PDF copy of that. Uh, a little, PDFs. A bit more. You can open that in your Adobe Reader. I mean, if you give more, you can actually get a, a full printed version. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, patreon.com slash you're in a child as an idiot. Go there, become a patron. Or you can just give us money. You don't even have to take any of those things. You don't even have to be a Russian oligarch. Yeah, just be a normal person. It's the time of your life to so live it well. well. He's starting to become more Muppetish the more I sing. It's it. a little more Louis. Armstrong I start it fine, and then yeah. it like gets into this guttural rate. It's yeah. like, it's the time, we're fine, of your life. <laughs> That's when it gets weird. <laughs> it became like very, I see you. <laughs> I see you. Um, okay. Why did they put that in Lord of the Rings? That was stupid. A vision of things to come. Yeah. <laughs> um, A Bug's Life. We watched A Bug's Life on Doi Vidoi. Yeah. Um, it's a digital video disc. Do you want to recap this movie? Please, because I have so few notes. I need the recap to you, bolster my standings yeah. in this episode. Otherwise, I'm going to get all the words. Uh, so in a very unique storytelling uh, premise, there's an ant that thinks he's an individual, but also has romantic feelings for a princess ant. Wow. Yeah. He wants to save the, the ant colony. In this case, from an exterior force rather than an interior force last week with General Mandible. Mm, Yeah. This time, uh, it's an exterior force in the form of the Aesopian grasshoppers. Mm, They're made of soap. (laughs) They are from Aesop's fables. Ah, okay. Which everyone has agreed is the adjective Aesopian. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just... This all checks out. It's just... That's just how it is. Um... 
And uh, Kevin Spacey, rapist, uh, he comes over. He <laughs> wants <Alleged>. all the- <laughs> no. He wants all their food with his friends. Uh, he wants to eat all their food. They have to collect food for him. They have to collect food for them to survive mm-hmm. the winter. Yeah. But Flick, ah, uh, Flick, Dave Foley, he screws up, sends all their food into the lake. Fucked up. You done uh, fucked which up. Which makes it seem like there's no food. So Hopper uh, threatens them. You know, powerful, uh, and uh, says you have to collect double the food at mm. the by the end of the season. Peace out. And uh, Flick says, ants. "Hey, you know, instead of doing that, why don't we collect a bunch of tough ant- insects to protect us?" None of the ants are going for this, but they do see it as a way to get rid of Flick. So they say, "Flick, get out of here. Do whatever you want." And they're like, "We're going to collect all the food, and Flick will probably die. So it's, yeah, it's all going to work out." Flick. Uh, Thinking he's found some tough animals, found some tough insects, find some circus insects, Mm -hmm. recently unemployed, um, and through a collection of misunderstandings, uh, hires them to protect the, I keep wanting to say hive, but it's an anthill, um, Mm -hmm. the colony, brings them back home, they're uh, treated as warriors, but eventually outed as circus freaks, um, but only after they've built this uh, cute mechanical bird thing to mm-hmm. scare Hopper away. But they're out at a circus freaks sent away. Flick is ostracized from the group. Goes blah, blah, blah. Hopper comes. Bird kind of works, catches on fire. Hopper gets eaten by an actual bird. Yeah. He discovers... I was going on too long, so I just sort of wrapped yeah. up the third act. He discovers that it's not a real bird, but then... The ants stand up to him, and they they realize that they have... They realize they're more powerful together. Yeah. And then he actually does get eaten. Yeah. That's A Bug's Life. A Bug's Life. A Bug's Life. Not The Bug's Life. A Bug's Life. Starring Kevin Spacey and directed by no one. <laughs> Why did Kevin Spacey get to keep his name? <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> John Lasseter gets excised from his villain. Man. Kevin Spacey's still sitting pretty. The villain... Played by no one, directed by... So we forgot to talk about John Lasseter, yeah. who's also apparently a skeevy uh, douche. So, And we should have seen that coming because he wears Hawaiian shirts. Hey, I used to wear Hawaiian shirts. And you were skeevy then. But not John Lasseter skeevy. Oh. I just realized I have to rescind it yeah. already. Come on. I mean, I'm not saying it was not ill-advised. It was. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying it's a red flag. It's not the red flag for the same thing every time, but... Hawaiian shirts, be careful out there. Usually something else is going on. Yeah. It's hiding some sort of deep, deep secret. <laughs> Mine was just crushing anxiety. <laughs> um, yeah, John Lasseter has been excused, uh, accused of being uh, uh, gropey, touchy. Did you look this up? Uh, yeah. he uh, Lots of uh, disgusting uh, ways that he treated uh, employees and coworkers and stuff and uh, – just like he's like he's the guy like everybody would they knew that they had to turn their cheek really quickly when they saw him because he would go in for like a kiss on the lips and, uh they like had uh some they a uh, way of sitting they called the lassiter which would they would like sit with their elbow on their own knee so that he couldn't touch their legs like just he was a very gross uh. kind of guy and also said some uh, uncomfortable things and he's uh, currently on a leave of absence from you know, I've always wanted a deli sandwich named after me. I don't think I want a defensive seating position <laughs> yeah. named after me. That's. I wonder if that one's like uh, how far in the community that spread. Like, is that like so? Obviously, at 
working there. It, right. It, it, it did. But like, did, is it like now a nor- Northern California thing maybe also? Or, uh, you mean or, the seating position yeah. or uh, like, like people call it just the, caught on? Like they call it the Lasseter, but they don't know why. Like, right. Like kids in school, like, hey, everyone gather around, sit Lasseter style. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the, we've discussed, I felt like we had, we had to discuss that. Let's move on to the movie. Hey, let's um, talk about all the good things and the one bad thing you probably have on your list about the movie. Immediately better character design. Like the first oh, thing you see yeah. is an ant and you're like, that's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah. There are some, like, I, I think that you could, you could nitpick and you could definitely be like, this is still early computer animation, but it's miles better uh, than ants uh, in terms of how the characters actually look. They're much they're much more attractive. They have cuter eyes, bigger eyes. When in doubt, go bigger yeah. on the eyes. That's a rule of cards. Uh, they're I mean, yeah. rounded, which is nice. Yeah. Um the only I guess the nitpicky thing like with the older ants, like the Queen and and Roddy McDowell's character and Alex Rocco has a character who's an older ant. They have like they gave him wrinkles, but because the ant has such a simplified face and no nose, yeah. they still would add wrinkles that only really make sense on a human's face. Right. So there'd yeah. be like laugh lines that would come from non-existent noses. Uh, right. It was just kind of, and they were oddly realistic, but then the ha- like this is probably the most cartoony of the Pixar movies, I would say, like in terms of character design, wouldn't you agree? Uh, it's definitely up there. I would have um, to think about it, but. I mean, the Toy Story Which characters are also cartoony, but I mean, they're also toys, so it makes it's like, yeah. oh, they may look cartoony in real life. Yeah. Whereas these are like actual living animals, and they look very cartoony. Right. But then they would add these oddly realistic like wrinkles on them, and I'm like, is that what you wanted to do? That's what my brain said. Is that right? <laughs> um, but that's very nitpicky. It is very early animation still. Um, it does kind of still look like we said this with the ants. Ants looks like a direct to video Christian movie from 2008. This looks like a direct to, uh, direct to video Christian movie from 2018. Right. Yeah. It's still kind of shitty, but it's pretty good. Yeah. And that anything, which is true of, of ants too, is like anything inanimate is great. Like they do a great job on like trees and especially the Pixar uh, this movie trees and rocks and and, and grass stuff. and and mm-hmm. like the flowy grass and like yeah and they made the, uh, a very terrifying bird uh, but realistic but very I mean, realistic yeah. I mean yeah they do uh, they do a great job with that bird at the end uh, and also in the middle section of making a realistic looking bird uh, look absolutely terrifying i think it's all through like camera trickery like shooting it from below yeah like making it seem absolutely huge increasing its sound so it sounds i mean it's sort of using the same tricks that honey i shrunk the kids used you know increasing its sound to a point that it would sound monstrous no matter what uh and uh, there was almost like a fisheye look to it where its head would seem really larger than the rest of its body it was great. Yeah, and the like the quick movements of a little finch type bird would have, mm-hmm. which you know, to some someone our size, to a grasshopper, yeah, but that's humongous and like there, it's jumping like five lengths of a grasshopper right. just when it's little hop. So yeah, it's, it's and I mean different. the movie is also in on that joke. It's yeah. obviously oh, yeah. played a little bit for laughs, for sure. Yeah, um, we got plenty of ant humor. It wasn't delivered stand-up style like it was in Ants, <laughs> but they do, like, at the very beginning, get a lot of ant humor, a mileage out of ant humor, like, right away. There's, like, a leaf that falls, uh, 
in between like a line of ants and they don't know where to go. <laughs> so mm-hmm. someone has to say, we'll go around the leaf. It's pretty funny. Was there any more ant humor though? Yeah. He, uh, the one guy says like, princess, you're hovering. <laughs> she was literally <laughs> hovering over him. Uh-huh. And then, uh, I don't know if this, this is more aphid humor, but they they have a little, the, the queen has uh, a little dog, a lap dog, which is an aphid and she calls That's him Kiffy. That's cute. Which I found out through the IMDb trivia. That Here, ants, this ought to be good. Here yeah, we go. the ants, uh, and again, I mean, IMDb trivia, one is dubious when it's talking about movies. Yeah. So this is doubly dubious because it's talking about, you know, insect life. Yeah. But ants will sometimes uh, corral a- aphids yeah. to harvest the nectar that they produce. And then protect I'm them. I'm already like, and the more I talk, yeah. the less confident I am. Um, and IMDb. will sometimes protect them from predators because they want to harvest them. IMDb is the They're Yahoo nectar. answers of movies. So, <laughs> if a guy comes inside me twice, can I? Will I have twins? Or how um, long does it take to have twins? Eighteen months. That's another question on Yahoo oof. answers. Come on, everyone. Um, I mean, we get a lot of like size things, like the snail shell they use as like a horn to warn. When something's coming, I mean, they, ants also had this strength of like use being very creative with their uh, what they were using to uh, mimic real. Th- oh my god, I'm falling apart to mimic real life things. Uh, the ants and ants used leaves to make their army helmets, and this one they yeah. used snail shells to like talk to people and use dew and little rolled up leaves to make telescopes. Yeah, it's adorable. Yeah, they do a really good job at all that. They're the little, they're little flower hats. It's really cute. Sure, um, little baseball hats made out of leaves. Most of it's leaf based. Well, and the you know the circus and the city use a lot more like human trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, like um, the the circus train is made out of like animal cracker boxes, which is fun because it's anyway. Yeah. Um, and then like the the whole bug city is built out of like. Uh, bagel boxes and just all kinds of stuff. One of the tin bus cans. stops is a tin can of beans. Yeah. It's one of the bus stops. And Dead Rat is the last stop on the bus line. No. Oh. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's yeah. a fun touch. Fun little joke. <laughs> Want to touch on something that uh, happened really early on, which is that you got hot eyes for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, most of your hot eyes, it seemed, were were dot based which dot. makes you sound like an old printer <laughs> uh dot matrix based yeah. yeah i like tearing off the sides of the paper it is oddly satisfying um I got- dot is a small character she's a little girl voiced by hayden pantyhose yes um which we found out after the fact um she is just like uh she's the princess she's the daughter of phyllis diller yes um, the daughter of the queen, but she's the younger daughter. So she's, um, the younger sister to, uh, she's the Harry to, uh, yes, to, uh, princess Ada's yeah. William. Yes. Um, and, uh, she like has this little girl scout style troop. Yeah. Um, and she's like real, you know, precocious and stick to and all that shit. Um, she has a special relationship with our hero flick, but, uh, all she's Hayden pantyhose is very good yeah. at, you know, making me cry with her child voice and like yeah. earnestness. Um, so yeah, most of the time that I got the hot eyes 
was when she was like pleading with someone yeah. to do something. Please flick. Yeah. Say it ain't so flick. <laughs> she believed in him though. Yeah. She immediately was on his side. I will say uh, Dave Foley is a great pick for uh, this type of hero. He's sort of a clueless. Yeah. But, you know, a little bit confident. Well, overly confident. Know it all. Yeah. Uh, I think Dave Foley is someone who's sort of been forgotten. And I like that he, he got a little moment in the sun by he's Pixar. A good, he's a good kind of everyman yeah. voice and, and attitude. And I mean, he is like clearly an in- incredibly intelligent ant and that's like <laughs> right. building inventions and all that kind of stuff. Uh, inventing inventions, I guess. Um, but that's also, what you do to inventions. Primarily you invent them. Also, he, they, he does cause, a lot of problems. Yeah. So it, it's a good, it's what you need in a, in a story is someone that can grow, you know? True. Uh, he does have a great everyman voice. I love him. Uh, one thing I will say, I feel like though, this might be one of the, my main qualms with, uh, modern animated movies. And by modern, I mean from little mermaid. No beauty and the beast on mm-hmm. is that they sent they tend to and i think especially because it doesn't take long for the actors to do them right they tend to get really big names to do them and a lot of times i'm wondering why did you why do you hire that person to do this kind of know nothing role like in the old days you know mel blank would literally voice every person right. alive right um and now you know you you like in the Little Mermaid there weren't many celebrities in, and that was sort of like the rebirth of like modern animation. You had Pat Carroll, who was probably the big Pat Carroll and Buddy Hackett; those were the big names in Little Mermaid. And then in Beauty and the Beast, it's exactly yeah. Don't feel ashamed to shake your head and be <laughs> no like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That's reasonable. <laughs> I'm an 80 year old man trapped in a 36 year old's body. Um, but then in Beauty and the Beast, you start to get Angela Lansbury. Who else is in? Uh, Oh, what's his name? Some guy who's dead now. And uh, <laughs> Jerry Orbach, more huge mm. names. Angela Lansbury, Jerry Orbach, sign me up. <laughs> um, but then you started like with Aladdin, you got Robin Williams. And right. I think that was the real moment where Disney's like, oh, we could actually maybe sell this thing on big names. Right. And after that, was Lion King, and you saw James Earl Jones, Jeremy Irons, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Matthew Broderick, Nathan Lane, all these like Whoopi Goldberg, all these huge names in an animated film because right. it probably took like think about it like twenty minutes of Whoopi Goldberg's right. weekend to come in and be like, yeah, I'll talk your hyena out. What? <laughs> <laughs> this one, I think, sort of expands on that where. I feel like you have Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who, in my opinion, may be one of the best comic actresses of her generation. You have Phyllis Diller, a comic actress of the previous generation. Yeah. What are they doing here? I don't know. Well, Why do you hire such big comic actresses to do sort of like nothing roles? Phyllis Diller gets a few lines, but Julia Louis-Dreyfus... She's a, she's has straight, so few funny yeah, lines. Yeah, she's not funny. She's not supposed to be funny. It's not like she's she's blowing just it. She's woman just, yeah. in movie. Well, I mean, maybe that's a uh, a signal from our friend John Lasseter that maybe <laughs> we should have noticed. 
Maybe uh, maybe us uh, on the uh, male side of the equation were not noticing these, picking up these signals sure. that were being beamed Because you also us. have in this Madeline Kahn, yeah. who's one yeah. of my personal favorites. And you have Bonnie Hunt, who we talked about in the Jumanji movie, who's another yeah. woman who just sort of gets wasted constantly. Yeah. Not drunk, guys. <laughs> She's a fucking professional, um, but she. I mean, let's let's be she's honest. Put to Not all the jobs. She <laughs> she works hard and she plays hard, but she plays hard too. You come to the bar with Bonnie Hunt after the show. Oh, oh, you better come with your drinking pants on. <laughs> I would go to the bar with Bonnie Hunt. Yeah, I, I probably would. Yeah, that'd be great. She just she seems like a fun aunt. She's like, oh, you want to hear some of my anecdotes from the Bonnie Hunt show, motherfucker? And you're like, like, was that on after Murphy Brown? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, CBS, right? And she's like, yeah. It ran from 1997 to 1999. And I'm like, yeah, I think I kind of remember it. And she's like, do you remember the episode? I'm like, whoa. She's you're, like, you're way ahead of me. Already. You're naming all this, all these facts, or she is in this case. She's naming the facts. Okay. Well, I'm. We're sort of. Seems like we're sort of tag teaming the facts in this. But scenario, then she's like, "Do you remember this episode?" And I'm like, "No." In this, scenario, Bonnie, stop. You seem stop like a super right fan of this. Like, if I were Bonnie Hunt, <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, this guy. This is my guy right here. This he's gonna know right about here. the. He's gonna know about the BHS. Two more drinks for me yeah. and my fan friend. And I'm like, I don't know. That's a strong word. <laughs> he's a hunt head over here. That's what we call Bonnie Hunt fans. No, we're called Hunties. Oh, okay. Ooh, that's a thing. You told me it, it is. I told day. you last time, I yeah. think. I forgot. I forgot. See, this is means. why you need to come now as an honorary fan yeah. to watch RuPaul's Drag Race. I gotta go. Uh, but it just seems like the, a lot of these women are sort of wasted. And there's a lot of people or a lot of characters in this movie. You have all the circus people and yeah. all the ant, the main ant characters you got to keep up with. Right. And grasshopper characters. Yeah. And, and a lot of them are named, like, you have the guy from Lost in Space, guy who played Dr. Smith in Lost in Space. Yeah. Again, 80-year-old, 36-year-olds. Um, <laughs> like, playing, you have uh, Cliff Clavin. Yeah. You've got that Niles. guy from Whose Line Is It Anyway. You've got Niles Crane. You've got some other people I can't remember Dennis anymore. Leary. Dennis Leary. And two Hungarian roly-poly bugs. That's the guy from Whose Line Is It oh, Anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, God. What? <laughs> Um, and I mean, I think Dennis Leary gets a few lines in. I think yeah. De- De- Niles, that was what I noticed as the movie went on is that all the men sort of get great lines. And then it's like, why are you paying Madeline Kahn's fee if you don't want Madeline Kahn around? Yeah. Star Come power. on! Star power. <laughs> the kids love Madeline Kahn. Yeah. Hey kids, you like Blazing Saddles? Come on in. You like that lady from the Cosby show, but not the Cosby show, the CBS sitcom Cosby. Oh, I'm bringing up Bill Cosby after we already talked about Woody (laughs) Allen, Kevin Spacey, John Lasseter, and whoever you mentioned earlier. (laughs) Charlie Rose. Charlie Rose. (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) It's almost like there's a systemic problem. I have one more thing I wanted to say before we move on from the ladies in this cast. Mm -hmm. Did you buy the romance between Flick and Julia Louis-Dreyfus? because of the problems we were just talking about, she's a very thin character. Yes. And her it, character is woman who wears a crown. Yeah. And so, like, I think we get the flick side of it because we understand. We, see, I mean, even he's a fairly thin character just by nature of how many characters there are in this movie. But at least we understand his motivation. I feel like he's well-developed as we a know, character. We know who, like, 
who he is and that he likes her. He has a crush on her. Like that's like immediately evident, mm-hmm. but we don't see, we see her that she likes him more as the movie goes on, but we don't know anything about her beyond that. And we she, don't know why all of a sudden, I mean, I guess we know why the movie thinks we should, Yeah, but we don't see any like charming interactions between them. He just kisses her on the cheek once and she rubs her face, which is something that movie women always do, but yeah. I've never ever seen anyone actually do in real life kiss me on the cheek rub 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 is this where you kissed me like no (laughs) one's doing that well and she did that voice which was really (laughs) she was also tumbling like a clown (laughs) um Um, yeah and i think because we get a little bit of her motivation at the beginning she's nervous about becoming queen and like ruining this thing but like they didn't kind of it ruining kind of, this thing, meaning uh, an ant colony where all her ruining, friends yeah, and family. Well, lives. ruining the offering to the grasshoppers and then thereby ruining her colony's chances right. of survival. But it, it kind of drops off. Like we see her helping with the plan later on, but we don't get a lot more from her by the nature of like the movies kind of crowded her out by that point. But yeah. we're still supposed to care about the romance and it's a little like I get it. It's it's a little bit like, you know, it's a kid's movie and you, you're you know, like when they kind of. Uh, are like these two people are getting together you're kind of like okay it's not that i don't don't buy it but that you're just not super invested hey you're a man you're a woman get together already yeah i would but i mean i feel like that time of them like because the the second act sort of develops quote quote their romance has scenes devoted to developing their romance right and i feel like her strongest thread is like that she is concerned that she won't be a good queen and i feel like that time could have just they could have just cut the romance entirely have her and flick be friends and devote it to her like either gaining or losing confidence in the fact that she can lead this colony yeah i yes i think that would have been more effective but also like i think it's they were like well we have to have romance I know. I I always find that obnoxious in movies. Yeah. And find it refreshing when they're like, fuck it. No romance. No romance for you. No romance. I have have one small qualm. And obviously, this is like a, it's a cartoon relax sort of thing. But a Black Widow spider could fuck everybody up. Oh, yeah. When I I remember when they were shooting, they were like having a sort of a, sort of fair or something yeah. and uh they were shooting the baby ants at the the, the black widow spider created a web yeah. and they were shooting the baby ants at the web and i was like i kind of wanted this scene like in the twilight movies like if someone starts bleeding in front of one of the yeah. vampires yeah. they start freaking out that's yeah. what i wanted when the baby yeah. ants hit the web i wanted the black widow to be like like instinct just took over and she just sucked them dry well, even like I can buy, they're like, well, she's a good Black Widow. She doesn't want to just kill all the ants. Cool, but like their cool, whole cool, thing cool, cool. is they're fighting off these grasshoppers. Like she could fuck them all yeah. up. Now, obviously, it's just that wouldn't work very well for the plot. So whatever. But well, they could make her a Black why Widow. Why couldn't they just then? make? They really did that for the one joke, which was really funny. Yeah. Which is that she said, and that's how my twelfth husband died. <laughs> and I've always known. I mean, I've always been a Black Widow, but now I'm a Black Widow. Widow, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um. I did like that, but if they had just made her any other type of spider, I wouldn't have thought of it. But Black Widow makes me think, like, that thing will bite me. Why aren't all these other fuckers who are nervous about being bitten? Do you remember when we found a Black Widow? Yes. And then you were like, you found it, didn't you? I found You were out. You might have been still in North Dakota or you were out out of town. And I was mowing the lawn and one of the railroad ties in the yard was out of place so i decided to roll it over and i rolled it over and i saw for the first time in my life a black widow spider and i will tell you listeners (laughs) 
it was like seeing Brad Pitt in the yard. It was like, <laughs> what are you doing here? It was like seeing a celebrity, and I was starstruck, starstruck, and I was like, I should kill this thing. But uh, I didn't because it was so far from our house, and she was just hanging out. She was hanging out with her yeah. egg sack um, that I felt bad, so I just left her be. And then you came home, and I think you killed her. No, no. But, no, this is what happened. Oh, you told okay. me. And I was like, why didn't you kill it? It's a venomous spider. It could kill. Well, I don't know. It couldn't kill us. But it could make us very sick and possibly kill us. And uh, and then you're like, well, because she was just doing her thing or whatever. And and then I, I think that I was – I came home re- soon thereafter. With a goal. And, like, I, and I was like, it. I'm going to kill it. And then I turned it over and looked at it and I was like, oh, she's just doing her thing with her little egg sack just like you. And my heart grew three sizes. <laughs> Little known fact about the Who's, they're actually Black Widow spider eggs. And we are the Grinches. Both died from (laughs) spider bites. (laughs) Lost a limb. Um, Okay, so let's talk about the the sort of message here. Wait, Uh, I want to talk about the climax real quick because I just realized I had a thought about it. It was a little bit bothersome to me that the whole second act of the movie is them building this bird. They build the bird and the plan essentially works for a little bit. Yeah. But fails. Yeah. Um, what happens is they build this bird out of leaves and branches. They, and uh, that they can fly and control to scare Hopper away. He arrives, they get up into the tree, they launch this bird. It scares Hopper for a little bit, but then, uh, a third P- sort of Flea. lawful neutral character of Peachy Flea, uh, he sets it on fire, not realizing what was going on because he'd been out of the loop. He sets it on fire. The bird catches on fire, crashes to the ground. And we're sort of like, what did that accomplish? It, was, it felt it was this weird moment where I was like, what did all that accomplish? I guess it brings them together, though, in the end. But there was a part of me, the brainy part of me, which was like, this whole venture of building this bird just collapsed in execution. Yeah. Which is the whole reason they like worked together and united. It was the whole reason that he was able to keep everyone on his side tenuously uh, through the, the rough third act. Yeah. You've seen movies before, right? I know, I know. But, I mean, in the end, it was just like an improvised plan that came out of nowhere that saved them. You can't spend the second act building a plan for the third act that actually works. That would be terrible. But couldn't it fail a little bit? And then they're like, wait, I've got a better plan for that same bird to fix it. And now it's back in the air. But instead it was like, ah, anyway, let's get the real bird in here. He'll just eat him for realsies. And he did. But the real plan was the ant stood up to him. And they wouldn't have done that if they hadn't been able, you know, come together as a community to follow Flick, to follow the plan to build the bird. I think I like Ant's climax better. False. Okay. I think I like that, that the idea, because Ant's, the Ant's climax is when they, they realize they've been duped this whole time and they all come together in that moment and save themselves. Yeah. And which is culminated in general mandible saying i'm trying to save the colony and z played by rapist woody allen yeah uh saying what are you talking about we are the colony yeah i guess that speaks to me a little bit more in this current time in america yeah i think Uh, you just like that line which is a good line i do like that line yeah yeah but i also like that part that i feel like that earns it's the colony is coming together 
I feel like a little bit better. I'm not saying this is like a piece of shit and let's dump it, but I feel like it, it works a little bit better than this climax. I'm not saying it's a better movie. I'm saving that judgment for the end. Yeah. Uh, I'm being, I don't know. I I like the sort of the, and, and honestly it's set up more by, uh, by Hopper saying that, Hey, if the ants, Ro- mm-hmm. all rose up against us, you know, we'd be screwed because right. they outnumber us 100 to 1. It's set up by that. It's not way more than it's set up by the colony, like sort of uniting those scenes right. are just because there's so many of them. I like, think I also just like the look of that bird they built. It just it was, looks so good. And it for does. it to just fail almost immediately makes me also doubt, like, I feel like the film is trying to build Flick up as like, a really smart guy, but I feel like the climax sort of says, actually, his plan kind of fell apart in the end. Well, but it fell apart because of a... A, a, a rogue flea. Yeah, a, a flea that they did not... A, a kink in the cog, so that they, they did not expect to be there. They didn't expect him to be there. Sorry, did Murphy's Law, man. There's always going to be a flea with a yeah, match. Right. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, All right, go ahead. You wanted to talk about the message of the movie. Well, what do you what do you think it is? Like what what do you think the message of the movie is? I actually is? think they're fairly comp well, I mean I feel like Ants and Bugs Life are fairly close in message in yeah. that it's the strength of the community over the individual. Right. Um but this one I think really does underscore the actual individual over ants. I think right. ants is very much into what is a community? Is a community an idea or is a community the actual people in that community? Whereas this one actually is promoting, hey, there are some of us in this community who might have specific talents, and when they show those talents, we should listen to them. Flick has a talent for inventing, and for the most part, the colony seems to push him aside and a lot of his failures, like his failure in in the very beginning where he fucks up their entire food supply they were going to donate to the grasshoppers is because the uh, authority figures are saying, hey, what do you got there? Don't, hey, stop doing that. We don't have time for this shit. Yeah. Get to work. Do what the rest of us are doing. So they're trying to quell his individuality. Right. Um, but I also so, think that, and I don't know, this is a, a grand theme, but rather, like, you know, that's a very, like, French Revolution theme of, the like, the the masses Mm-hmm. rising up against the bourgeois like the right. uh, like what happens to the grasshoppers is the the masses the ants eventually realize like oh shit there's way more of us than you so if we were to all band together and actually stand up for ourselves you're screwed that's true and also like what is the point of the bourgeoisie like what right. is the purpose of grasshoppers they actually serve no purpose to us right. they don't harvest food they don't actually offer us any real protection because the protection comes more from their isolation more than anything the, yeah else. we're what they're what we need protection from right so yeah. exactly yeah. they are the like very the ones oppressing yeah. us yeah. or just rich people they yeah. are the yeah. very ones oppressing us and claiming they are giving us so much in return yeah these so why tax, don't you just give us more tax, tax cuts, cuts? Are for you, not for me. Not for me. No, for I. Me. I mean, I need them to trickle down to you. Yeah. I hired what ten you people. Think of this year. What did you think of the climax or the uh, the message? Um, yeah, I think it was it was less oblique than ants. Like because 
I think maybe because they were more interested in talking about the character and showing the characters than they were the message. Like not, mm. not in a bad degree, but I think ants was more solid behind its message of, of sort of like community, but also individuality. Like the, there's room for both kind of mm-hmm. thing. But here it was like this one guy who has these skills, we recognize he's great. Mm-hmm. And like, cause they, you know, there's no other examples of that other than the, uh, the circus, freaks bugs but they're not in the colony they're i mean that's a good point. honorary members of the colony but i don't know it was, it was good though you know do you want to go to verdicts then yeah let's do it let's go to verdict Drum roll, please. It's one of the worst drum rolls I've ever heard. Better drum roll. We got there a little scissoring action. <laughs> Don't say scissor. <laughs> People will think the wrong way about me. What do you think, Damon? Uh, I think this is a great movie. Uh, wait, I think this is a good movie. Um, I don't think it's one of Toy Story's best. I think it's a solid movie. Pixar's? Did I say, what did I say? Toy Stories. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's Toy Story Studios best. Uh, I think it's, it's, I can understand why it's probably the only one they haven't like made 60 sequels to. Yeah. Um, Including a side sequel starring Dane Cook as a, I don't know. Centipede. Yeah. Um, thank you for naming a bug for me. <laughs> I literally could not name a bug. Carpet beetle. I literally watched a movie with bugs in it and still failed to name any bugs. Um, and this movie is called Spiders, starring Dane Cook as Spider. Why would he be named? <laughs> doesn't that sound That's like right, if though? I'm playing a character named Human? Sounds right, though, doesn't it? The Damon Cook. Damon Cook. Oh my God. Oh the, no! The Dane Cook's in a movie called Spiders, and his character's name is Spider, <laughs> but like with a Y. Oh, totally with a Y. Yeah. Um, it's kind of forgettable. It seems like, yeah, you did a really good second movie, and you're gonna make Toy Story two in like thirty minutes. So thanks. <laughs> but I think it's a good movie. Um, I think it's a funnier movie than Ants, and I think it's overall well more well made. I'm trying to piece together if I like ants a little bit better and if I have any merit to whether I like ants a little bit I think bit you're better. still riding on residual, like, from your original I, That's what I'm trying to piece together. Yeah. Um, I will definitely recognize that this is probably the better film. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I will say this is the better film than ants. Yeah. There is a certain spirit to ants that I don't think I want to poo-poo, but I think this is the better film overall. You just overall. like that they said bitchin'. <laughs> that real, was actually watching this mature. watching this though i did think like how desperate the cursing and answering ants came off yeah like oh we really need to set ourselves apart let's say bitch and let's say damn yeah and it's like it actually the fact that you're just sort of saying these like oh let's just say two specific curse words and let's uh you know get a committee together to decide what curse words we'll say um it just felt really like rehearsed and weird yeah it's not like they're cursing all the time. They're just they just do it like just twice or three times, times yeah. maybe. Um, this had so I, I agree. This is, I I think this is better. I I think this is a great movie. I think it's only 
it's only forgettable because of the things to come. Like if yeah. if this is all we had, like if if Pixar burned in a ball of flames in the year 1999, <laughs> Jesus, that got dark. Um, Why also in 1999? Well, oh, this after, is after after this. Okay. We, you know, we'd be like, well, this is our, you would be arguing over whether Toy Story or Bugs Life is better. Like mm-hmm. we'd, we'd like, you know, those are, they're really good movies, but because so many good things came after it, it sort of gets knocked down the list. I mean, that's how it goes. Um, but this had better, it had better character design. It had better characters than Ants. It had, uh, the plot is the one thing where if, I think it had a more likable plot, uh, but both could be interesting, you know, if they were. You know. I would say this is more of a crowd pleasing plot. Yeah, yeah. Not that, you know, ants is like, oh, they're really It's a little darker. Fucking, it's not like they're know. doing pie over there. But yeah. I'm just saying it's I think it has a little bit more of a specific vision and this is sort of like, oh, maybe we should all do things. Yeah. Um, well and and I think I mean this this does get a little bit, you know, um, you know, tense for what it is with the grasshoppers like, you know, uh and the the bird eating and stuff like that's it's a little you know i mean scary and not in a murder the bird eats the scene. pedophile yeah um but you know the also in ants there he's the villain is drowning the colony like in right. water like committing it's a genocide bit, it's it's you know even more dark i think um, committing genocide out of a vision of severe nationalism right yeah but uh it also has it's also funnier and most importantly to me, I realized just we talked about the difficulty of watching things in retrospect with, you know, involving Woody Allen or involving Kevin Spacey. <laughs> we get to root against Kevin Spacey. Right. That is true. And, you know, Woody Allen gets a lot of screen time. I'm using air quotes right. because he's a cartoon. Audio director, time. But, uh, yeah. We get a lot of Woody Allen in that Speaker movie. time, I guess, would be the yeah. equivalent. <laughs> yeah. But we get just a little bit of Kevin Spacey. And, you know, like we're anytime we compliment like you know we we're loath to compliment woody allen like kevin spacey does a good job in this movie but it's like he's he's the villain he has limited speaking time he literally gets eaten by a finch he gets eaten <laughs> like he gets his comeuppance and we sort of get to root against him and we're not spending so much time with him so it's like a win-win in yeah that, in that sense for what it is i will have to decide though that ants is the better movie for one reason alone okay uh their ants had six legs these not? ants have four legs, so this movie's pretty much garbage. Well, didn't they have? Uh, they had two arms and then two pairs of legs, didn't they? No, they had two arms and two legs. To- really? Total two legs. I didn't even they have notice four that. limbs, just like you and me. And that's how you know not- this movie is garbage. Pause. I need to. I need to look at a picture. Please. It's not, it's not that I don't believe you. I just am remembering it differently. Please, I want you to look at a picture. I welcome it. Oh yeah, just straight up. Straight up. Just blatantly. Just blatantly. Yeah, they're just not even trying. Yeah, it's garbage. Wow. Get the PlayStation 2 game there. You can get it on Blu-ray. <laughs> I think I'm thinking of the these guys, of the grasshoppers. Oh, yeah. They, they probably did. added more limbs in there. I would say uh, my come, my verdict would be your inner child, of course, is not an idiot. This is a good movie. Yeah. Agreed. Um, your inner child is not an idiot. Um, before we go. Better than Cars 2. Yes. Yeah. We got to talk about the outtakes. Um, I think that now it was, I was just like, this is kind of stupid. But at the time I remember really enjoying that because it was like, it was like home improvement. Well, it was like pretending 
you know, that they're actors, which is fun. Right. It's a fun little thing, but I think it happened enough times now. And Pixar has done that more since then that it was just like, this is stupid. And it's like, you can, I mean, it's people acting, um, like they're acting, they're acting like they're not acting. In right. a very like, yeah. oh, I'm I'm laughing. Oh, I'm upset because this take keeps getting ruined. Yeah, it was a little cloying. Yeah. What about Jerry's game? What do you think of Jerry's game? We watched oh, the short yeah. that appeared before this, which was Jerry's game, which is the one where the old man plays chess against himself. Yeah, Jerry's game is cute. I mean, what I do like about the Pixar shorts is they usually are playing around with some sort of uh, conceit. Yeah. Um, and this one is playing around with editing, essentially. Yeah. You know, having a man play chess against himself in the beginning, you watch him slowly walk towards the other side of the table, slowly walk back, and then it becomes quicker and quicker and quicker. And then eventually it just feels like two men who look exactly the same right. playing chess against themselves. I mean, it's charming. Uh, you can tell, though, they're still working on the hair. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell that they're still working on the bones and hands. Yeah. His hands are kind of a little bit like, uh, I remember having this feeling during when I would play uh, the original Donkey Kong Country, mm. like his hands also were a little bit like, oh, yeah, you're getting there. You're getting there. <laughs> you're real. Oh, oh you're right. Almost oh, there. You're, you're just grazing it with your fingers a little bit. <laughs> Weirdly shaped triangular fingers. But you're getting there. Um. What do you think, listeners? Use your weirdly shaped triangular fingers to call us. <laughs> 615-576-0525. Leave us a message. We'll play it on the show. Um, you can email us. Your inner child is an idiot at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Y-I-C-I-A-I. You can find us on Instagram at your inner child is an idiot. You can find us on Facebook, but don't go on there. They'll steal your information. Um <laughs> Uh, we want to encourage you to go on to iTunes, listen to us, rate and review us. That'll help other people find the podcast. You can also become a patron of this show. You can support the show, help us keep doing it. Uh, we want to thank our current patrons, including Jacob Grimm, Jeremy Pallon, Joshua Nicholson, Karen Kurt, Larissa Maestro, Dan McIntyre, Ghost in the Burbs, Jonathan Day. Thank you guys very much. We appreciate all your support. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember... It's the time of your life, so So live it well. Live it well. Nice. (laughs) Randy Newman, no. Oh. I told you I love it.